Uh, what's going on? This your boy Michael Halley back with you. Speak your mind. Today I got a, a young man with me. Uh, he's a college coach. He does AAU. He does personal training. He's from St. Louis. Um, he does a whole lot of stuff now. Young man trying to build his future and go forward in life and do some positive stuff in the community. And um, he's, like I said, a college coach. So we're going to welcome Mr. Harris to the uh, podcast, Jordan. We Thank play. You. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jordan, tell me a little bit about yourself, man. Where you from? How you got started playing yeah. basketball? Yeah, yeah. So, a little bit about myself, man. Fun fact: born in Germany. Germany. Born in Germany. Yeah. Vil- Vilsack. What? Vilsack on an army base. What? So who? Mom, dad, who? My dad's in the military. Thirty-three years. He's retired now. Got to E nine. Uh huh. Um, very successful in the military. Shut the hell up. And then uh, lived in Vilsack. I don't even remember when I moved. I was a baby. My mom said so. Probably like one or two years old. Came over to the states. Yeah, yeah. Um, lived in California for a little bit. Yeah. From Cali to Texas. Okay. Texas, Georgia, Georgia. Then I finally ended up South Carolina, South Carolina, St. Louis. Yeah. Ended up in St. Louis. Then my parents split. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. parents split. And then, okay. Uh, now, how'd you take that? Well, how old were you like, then? I was like five. Five, six years old. First grade, something like did, that. So, it, did it, it didn't affect you any type of way or nothing? Nah, my dad wasn't really there like that, but um, mom kept me straight. My mom was a college basketball player got pregnant with me her freshman year at SIUE okay um, now now where that's at in southern Illinois okay. Southern Illinois University of Edwardsville okay um, D1 she went to high school played ball at East St. Louis okay second all-time lean score over there oh so um, your mom could really play huh mom was a hooper had some game huh couldn't be my mom in a game of shit until I was like 12 13 years old oh yeah shooting one-on-one she was killing you. Ball, huh? and what? She had a strap. So. She could handle the ball? Handle the ball, okay. shoot it. Okay. Um, rebound, physical. She always played with boys. She always played with her brothers growing up and shit like that. Yeah. So teaching me how to hoop was no problem. She coached me till I was like sixth grade. Coached me and all my homies in the neighborhood. Okay. So we used to pull up, hood-ass gyms. Our neighborhood friends, my mom coaching shit, motherfuckers thought we were sweet because we had a woman coaching us. So, so what side is St. Louis? Because I know it's different side. What side was you on? I bo- I was born on the north side, of North County. Okay. So, um, so you wasn't no sub. Were you a suburb dude, man? No. no. So <laughs> you got you got you got Ferguson where that Mike Brown shit happened. I okay. lived like ten minutes away from there. That shit happened. It okay. Was, it was like night and day for like the first few years. It was decent mix, and then as I got older. And towards that Mike Brown stuff, yeah, it started yeah. to be more. Just got worse and worse over time. Okay, um, okay, that was pretty big out there too. Yeah, that scared yeah, up yeah. a whole lot of stuff. It fucked up school, man. They started having security guards at every school, and cops had to escort kids, the ones that were walking home, mm. all type of stuff. It was crazy because the riots was going on okay. during school. Yeah, during school, so like people would get out of school, and you see on the bus, you gotta have a security guard or a cop ride the bus home which you make sure you get off the bus go home wow um in the morning a cop would be waiting at the bus stop yeah all type of crazy shit so it was wild for that, sure that sound like but sound. i didn't think nothing of i was like 13 years old 14 that years wasn't old you are. yeah no but yeah so um my dad was an athlete too in high school in yeah. charlotte from charlotte north carolina okay queen city um quarterback in football Point guard in basketball, pitcher in baseball. Yeah. He was a really good baseball player. Um, 
and okay soccer and okay football player, but basketball he could do a shoot. So every time I linked up with my dad, all he would do is just this shoot, just work with me on my shot. Okay. My mama though, so mama game, had all the game, game and everything, game, huh? crossovers, ball handling drills. Uh, all that stuff. She would just get all the kids in my neighborhood, and we would just go to the gym and just hoop. Yeah. Just hoop and she'll oh, throw yeah. us through all type of drills and shit like that. So, like, I think that's why I don't mind coaching uh, females right now, whether it's boys or girls. Like, yeah. It really don't matter. If you can hoop, you can hoop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't got my ass bust by a woman for a long time. So yeah. I, mama, mama was you know killing your ass, huh? So, yeah. Yeah. All right, you know. Gave you a different respect, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So. Seeing her grow up, and then she got respect in the hood, though. Did like she? East St. Louis. So she grew up with. Um, How old's my, your mom? My mom is forty. No, my mom is fifty now. She fifty. Fifty. Hey, mama, I know you fifty, but I'd have blocked your shot. I'm gonna say you know, bro. She fifty, but mama got got respect in the hood in East St. Louis, man. She, my uncle, her older brother. Yeah. Grew up playing with Lafonso Ellis. Oh, uh, okay. East St. Louis. Yeah, went to Notre Dame. Yep, Conzo mm-hmm. Martin. Conzo, um, where Conzo go? I can't remember. Um, he was a coach at Tennessee. Yep. Okay. And he coached at Mizzou for a little bit, and I don't know where he's coaching at right now. He ain't at Mizzou no more. Nah, he not at Mizzou no more. Okay. okay. Um, but I know he was a baller. Yeah. And then uh, growing up, going to like little cookouts in the hood in East St. Louis and shit, we see like Darius Miles when Darius Miles first got drafted. It's like ninety eight. Uh, yeah. Ninety nine when we would go home. Uh, I remember just seeing Darius Miles at like cookouts hooping on like a hoop on the street and shit. This big yeah. ass, dark ass, six nine ass nigga. Hooping with the little kids and shit. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Yeah, dunking on nice. people. Yeah, dunking on little kids and shit. Literally, literally oh, dunking on man. little kids. But yeah. so she know a lot of a lot of basketball players. Just kept me around and just seeing seeing guys like that. I yeah. guess just like, all right, he good. Let me pick up on stuff from him. Yeah. He was nice. Then I would just talk to random people who played D1 that she would know from back in the day and shit like that. People that my uncles knew. Okay. And just being around and then that took me to uh, high school. Yeah, where I went to a prep school for my first two years of high school called CBC. Okay, so so you didn't go to the freshman year at the high school. You went to a prep school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now why did you do? School. Now why did you do that? The public school I would have went to, we was we would have been really good, but I was I was on that fine line of going left. Okay. So I could either went left or I could went right. Okay. I was good as far as the books and shit. I always did that shit, but. Um, the people I hung out with weren't the best. Okay, your crowd. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they weren't into sports and all that other shit. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. kids in the neighborhood. Whenever I can get away from the kids that can hoop or will hoop, I would. Yeah. And then I just sort of gravitate towards them. Um, so, yeah, I ended up going to, pri- to private school, taking the prep school route. Yeah. A local prep school in the area called CBC College. Uh, Christian Boys, Christian Brothers College High School. Okay. Um, and... Uh, now, how was it that, because that, uh, you know they say that's all Catholic boys. School. It was all boys, too. You know, they say Catholic prep school. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they say them Catholic boys be bad as hell. Bad. It's awful. Bad as it's hell. Awful. You know, come, parents and, got some money, but they and, bad as hell. Yeah, but it was all boys, and we had guys from all over the city. Had a few kids come in from out of town. Y'all had to wear, uh, y'all had to dress up, uniform, uniform, all that shit. And it was different coming from public school, though. Yeah. Way different. I was still getting in trouble there and shit like that, but uh, sports kind of saved me and shit. And then, uh, but I was really good at football too. Coming okay. into high school, so they wanted me to play football. So what position did you play? I played wide receiver and safety. They okay. wanted me to play football, so I worked out with the football team. 
basketball season came, stop. <laughs> Started hooping yeah. right away. Yeah. Uh, we had this white coach named Bobby McCormick my freshman year. He put like three or four of us on JV. But we was a really good JV team. Like if you made the JV team as a freshman at the prep school, you still was okay. decent. Okay. Decent. So the prep school, were they good? Yeah, we was real. Okay. We was real. People went D1 every year. We got some guys who ended up playing overseas and shit like that. I played with a few guys who ended up making it to the NBA. Um, <clears throat> so, freaking, uh, he gets fired at the end of my freshman year. Like, I'm dressing varsity, playing JV and shit. We played Bradley Bill my freshman year. Um, Shamanad. Was he, what year was he? He was a senior this year, my freshman year. Okay. Came into our crib. My first real experience came into my freshman year, sitting the bench on varsity. Halftime. Coach, like, if Brad don't want to play, don't piss him off. Yeah. He got, like, 17 at the half. Like, he not really snapping like that. He got, like, quiet 17. We come out of halftime. We're down by, like, five or six. Next thing you know, we look up at the end of the third quarter. Motherfucker got 35. Mm. He ends up leaving the game. They end up being by, like, 22. The motherfucker had 53. Hit, like, nine threes. All of them super deep from the volleyball line and shit. I'm like, this dude is, like, the best player I've ever seen in my life. Mm. You know what I'm saying? This is mm. before I end up playing with playing for the same program as him and all type of stuff like that. Um, so that was, like, my first, like, real wake-up call. Okay, like, basketball is, like, yeah, like, yeah. niggas is decent. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I got to step up my game. So then our, that coach got fired, and we brought in uh, Jason Tatum's head. His dad was our head coach, Justin Tatum. Uh -huh. He graduated from our high school. Um, Larry Hughes is like his best friend. He had plug in our school and shit like that. He had just won a state championship at the, a public school in the city and shit. And uh, Jason was an eighth grader. Uh -huh. So everybody thought Jason was coming to our high school. So my sophomore year, I used to get to school early because it was like 45 minutes away from my crib. Right. I get to school early and I'd be like one of the last people to leave for school when my mom would get off work late. Okay. I walk into the gym. Sophomore year, early in the morning, it's like six four five. School started like eight fifteen, something like that. This motherfucker Jason in there. I see this tall ass light skinned kid in there shooting. Motherfucker hitting like forty threes in a row. Mm. Instantly, I'm like, okay, this motherfucker gonna be running. They talking about he coming to my school next year? Okay, okay. Then literally, I know that his dad was our head school, was our high school coach now, our head coach. So I'm yeah. like, oh, we finna be nice. So now, now you get to like the politics and shit of prep school. Right, right, right. So when you know you got a player coming in like that, yeah, they start making room for him early. Getting rid of people, yeah, right, yeah. right. Um, so I start peeping shit, start peeping a little game and shit. Play one or two games on varsity to start, then I go back down to JV, play another game or two on varsity, go back. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Halfway through the season, I'm gone. Yeah, gone. So you getting out of there? You gone. don't. Jason didn't even end up going to our high school. They, I he, didn't even, he didn't even play for his dad. What, what he happened played that? for. He went to Brad Bills High School, our rival high school. So, what, what, what was the reason behind that? Because when you got your dad coaching, most players want to play for their dad. Right. So his whole thing was, uh, he didn't want to be coached by his dad, too, and he thought that Sean and I was better. Ah, uh, okay. Right. Okay. So he and the crazy shit was, he didn't get a state championship until my class graduated. Like, they would play us 
and the school I transferred from every year in the state playoffs and lose until he was a senior once my class graduated. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So it backfired on him. He yeah. easily could have won three state championships. Bro. Yeah. Easily. Team We're not playing like for his dad. Team was like so, that. So, so let me ask you this. I mean, I don't know if you know it personally, but was it just that, you know, some kids, you know, it's hard at a certain age. Yeah. You know, it's hard for them to listen to their parents about basketball, yeah. so they usually go listen to somebody yeah. else. Well, well, Jason was learning from everybody else but his dad at the time. Wow. Like, Jason never worked out with his dad for real. Like, his dad would be in the gym rebounding for him. But Jason was working out with pros as, like, a sixth, seventh grader. Yeah. I'm talking about working out with Drew Hanlon and Bradley Beal, Cam Bishaw, a St. Louis legend that played at Notre Dame. Uh, who else? Um, David Lee. Mm-hmm. Then Larry Hughes is his godfather. Okay. So he would go kick it with Larry in Cleveland when Larry was hooping with uh, LeBron. Ah, uh, so yeah, he was he was all. So he's seeing LeBron. Larry Hughes ain't no tiny motherfucker either. Nah. Score, true score, six 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 seven. You know what I'm saying? Jason's six nine. Yeah. He's picking up on little things from Larry. Picking up on little things from LeBron. Get to kick it with him pregame. So he's. Kicking it with Mo Williams, all these guards that can score. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then Larry goes to, I think he went to Washington. Yeah. So then from Washington, he gets to see him play with Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Arenas. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Karan Butler. Like yeah. these are all scores. And then you got you got Brendan Hayward, who's a big, who know how to throw his yeah. body around Brandon, and shit. Yeah, I know Brandon, so like yeah. he's getting game from everywhere. Yeah. Not just his dad. And then on top of that, he's working out with Bradley Bill every day. Yeah. Uh Drew Halen's giving him game as a youngin'. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So he was plugged in to be a guard, uh, scoring guard pure, as a, uh, that's what Pure Sweat, uh, Pure Sweat man. Yeah. Pure Sweat, man. Dude, a lot of people don't know that, but that's what Pure Sweat yeah, he when, has a, and that's what he's still with now. Yeah, when I was a freshman, Drew had just started Pure Sweat like super hard. Yeah. He had, had his uh he had, had like David Lee and Brad and a few other people, but he had started the Pure Sweat brand. Yeah. Alex Basil okay. from St. Louis as well. He's from St. Charles, the other side. Okay. Uh Drew Hanley grew up. Went to this, went to high school at Webster Groves, legendary high school, public school in St. Louis. Won like two state championships, played at Belmont and shit. Okay, um, yeah. And uh, so, did you work out with them dudes too? Sometimes? No, so, and I regret it. I regret it. I remember when they first started, they was trying to get it off the ground, and this was when Twitter was like the big thing. Twitter yeah. was like Snapchat and everything. Uh-huh. That's how everybody used everything. Alex Bezos and Drew Hanlon would DM every high school player that they can find, whether you was bad to or come good, to the workout, and just yo. I got a free workout for you right now. Come check us out. Uh, we got a camp this weekend. Come check out me and Alex. Uh, we got this, that, boom. Like, every weekend, everybody in the high school, like, who is Alex Basil? Who is Drew Hanlon? Like, why is they DMing everybody? Like, our, everybody in high school was getting these texts, and they was literally just trying to get anybody coming to the gym. And, like, they was real hustlers with the shit. Yeah. Drew done wrote a book offering his book to people in high school and shit like that. Like, let me get, help you get better. Nobody picked up on it. Nobody. And now he's like one of the biggest trainers in the world. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? People because, was clowning. Because of the well, people, people he was, was clowning. Training yeah. Have, have his, but little did we know that dude. he was training Bradley Bill, David Lee, and Jason Tatum underneath our nose. Yeah. And he was doing that for the free just because he knew that they was going to be something. Uh-huh. But he was giving them dope. And this is before everybody recorded every workout yeah. and was posting stuff like that. So nobody truly knew. Like, we all, like, nobody want to work out with this 
crusty looking ass white dude. You know what I'm saying? Like he had long <laughs> hair in his no picture. Basketball. He had long hair in his picture. Like he used to do the little flipping shit. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And then Alex Basil, you couldn't find nothing about him anywhere. Yeah. So like motherfuckers like, well, I'm not finna go work out with them. Like I'm gonna just stick with what I'm doing. Yeah. And this is before the basketball training shit was like big where you can go to a gym and uh you can walk in baseline and me or Nick McFarlane may be there. You can walk in TBK and Alvin Sims are in there. AC, you know what I'm saying? This yeah. is before that time. Yeah. So, like, I was like, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. I yeah. just hoop with my high school team, work out with my high school coach. I'm cool. But that's crazy how he literally. See, like, that's actually funny because we were doing it in North Carolina, Optimum One. And we would have J.R. Smith came, Stackhouse came, Flamurray came, Brandon Haywood came. Um, you had uh, Josh Powell came. Mm. You had uh, you had uh, David Noel. Had all them guys working them out. And yeah. um, and what was funny about it, those guys didn't. You know, we get them and we keep them there and stuff. But they didn't listen to what we were saying in the agent we had. He was trying to teach those guys how to uh, say, don't go asking money, borrow money, save your money get contracts and do stuff the right way, which you see LeBron and them doing. Right. That's what my man was on. He was an environmental guy. So okay. he would have like millions. He was okay. rich. So like he would bring me, I had a kid, I had a Tyron Downey from Wake Forest. I trained him okay. person. Dude named Jonathan Moore was six eight, went to uh Eastern uh Eastern Carolina. Okay. And then he came to North Carolina Central. And we had him and then we had a couple more guys we trained that was real good. Um oh matter of fact, Omar can Omar, my man Omar is trained in, um, and I train Omar and Teron like every day. Uh, Omar is trained in the twins that play for Charlotte that went to. Oh, uh, the, uh, the, the light skinned dudes. Yeah, he trains them and he's training uh, J. Cole. That's tough. I train them dudes. That's tough. I train Omar. That's Omar tough. doing what I taught him. Right. And then, um, yeah, so uh, it's crazy that you say that because we was doing down there the same thing down there. And it would be packed. Now imagine if you would have kept your foot on it. And then I decided after a while because dude wasn't, they was listening and dudes. And matter of fact, Jonathan Moore we went to the, uh, we went to the NBA camp, which was for the Clippers, and they had a Chinese workout. You know the Chinese really was kind of big, right. so they had a Chinese workout in the basement of the UNLV. Went down there, worked out. You had uh, the O'Bannon brothers. Okay. They was in the working out, so they needed an extra guy. And I jumped in because they asked the guy, destroyed everybody in the whole thing. <laughs> so my, they would call me, who was that? Killer Mike? That's old Killer Mike. They was like, old Killer Mike? He he, he ain't old. That dude look younger than right, that. Right, right, right. Beat was everybody this? in the one-on-one drill. Jonathan came out in, what was that, two, about 05, 06, he came yeah. out of school. Maybe my, Jonathan, might, it might have been more than that because Jonathan ended up playing in Germany yeah. for a while. He was German and black. It's tough. And, uh, and stuff. But what you saying about them dudes, we did the same thing. Right. We had David Noel and them dudes, man. So it easily could have been y'all with y'all, the best training program And you in just the world. didn't know. You know what I'm saying? You know, to see that and stuff. And I see what you're doing now with the training right. and all y'all dudes. And I still train. I work over the Jordan and Prince West stuff. But to see y'all doing that, man, it's amazing how that stuff have came, like yeah. you said. So, yeah, what you, um, what you doing, man, um, with your high school, so, when you was in the high school, and you seen his dad, did you leave, or did you end up staying? J- Jason's dad, Justin. Because you said you seen well, like once I got stuff. once I got into the once I started understanding like the politics side and like he didn't really re- our last coach didn't really relay the message about our group 
You know what I'm saying? Like as soon as he came in, he kind of picked and chose yeah. who was going to be who. Like when our, for our first coach in our class, I was going to be our third option for sure. Yeah. When I, we got Jason's dad as our coach, it was like, all right, well, now you're just going to be a ball handler. Okay. You're going to have to hit open shots. We yeah. Can simplify that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm cool on that. I want to be the man. <laughs> and I had just got done playing my first my first year of EYBL ball. Oh, so you, you know was on that saying? circuit. I was playing with the St. Louis Eagles. They picked me up for like, Two little EYBL sessions. I was cooking. I was killing that summer because uh, my confidence was up. You know, I'm on JV dressing varsity for the biggest prep school in the city and shit. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. feeling myself. Yeah. So like, I'm killing all summer off the steam of how I did in high school. They picked me up for like two tournaments and shit. Man, we got into Trey Young. Dude's two years younger than me at the time. I'm 15, 13. They had Michael Porter Jr. to it, and they had some big ass African nigga yeah. who was dunking shit out of out of uh, Kansas. Yeah. Yeah, Mo Can. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, goddamn it, I'm watching Trey Young warm up and shit. Of course, little niggas like at the time he's 13, about five, 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 six. I'm taller than everybody. Really, at my grade at this time, I'm about five, eleven, six foot. Like okay. freshman year, yeah. I was built kind of just like little KJ. Okay, just long yeah. and hella frail yeah. and shifty. Uh, it could shoot the shit out the ball. Had hella energy. Um, but I'm looking down there watching him warm up, Trey. Pulling from the volleyball line, little five five. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Like, and everybody's talking about it as the game gets started, course get packed and shit. Michael Porter Jr. is six. He's 13 at the time. He's about six three. Mm-hmm. Hella tall, shooting threes and shit. Got the ball in his strength. So I'm like, all right. My first little whiff of this shit, like, okay. Who cares? I didn't know that Trey Young was two years younger than me at the time either. Yeah. Like, okay. So you just thought he enjoyed it. I'm just thinking he's just a little ass dude that's not finna do shit on me because I'm long. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. First possession, I'm guarding him, bro. He comes down on a fast break. Quick little change of direction about the volleyball line. Uh-huh. Hard dribble, step back. I touch the flow. Next day, I turn around and try to go contest. Ball already up in the air. Cash all net. I'm like, God damn, it's going to be a long day. Uh-huh. Uh, and coming from where I'm from, like, you know who's the best in your city. Yeah. Like, you just, like, everybody talk about that basketball shit when you're in a big city. Like, yeah. Bro. So, I know I'm one of the better kids, better guards in the city for my age. Yeah. This is my first time, like, really playing on some, like, nation, like, yeah. national-wide type shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some I place. got exposed quick. Uh. So all that confidence shit I had. You gave gone, huh? Gone. Killed out the you. window. Out the window. Was, was, that, he, was that on the first time? Was that on the first that cross was, and you that touched was, that ground? That, that cross hard, <laughs> cross right to left, right to left. Uh-huh. One dribble, step back. I do him, turn around and go contest. The ball's already up in the air. He's holding his follow through. Cash, crowd go crazy. Uh, I go to get the ball, bring it up. I think I turned it over right after that uh, shit. I he had you messed up like that already. Bro, but that EYBL shit is different, though. I mean, yeah. I ain't going to lie to you. After the game, I found out that him and Michael Porter Jr. was two years younger than us. We ended up losing by like 15, 16. So they playing uh, up. Yeah, playing up, killing. This is your Mo Can ended up winning uh, Junior Peace Jam that year, too. Like with them, with them boys, um, and little did we know that Trey Young and Mike Porter Jr. would be making two hundred million dollars right now. Yeah, they bad. Fast forward, they, they fast are forward, the real shit was deal, crazy. Ended up playing D'Angelo Russell that weekend too. He was in my grade. Ohio, um, he he from where D'Angelo Russell? He went to Ohio he's State. From, he's from Louisville. Yeah, but he played for all Ohio Red. 
Okay, so, so he, he played. was moving around. He went from Louisville to Ohio, Ohio to Mount Bird down in Florida, yeah, and then went back to Ohio State. Okay, so I, I played. D'Angelo Russell that weekend, everybody was talking about how he was the best player, number one player in our class and shit that weekend. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and he really didn't even do much that game. Like, he he was just hella long, playing hella relaxed, hit a lot of threes. He didn't really do nothing special, but his game was just so chill that yeah. like, you could just tell he was more advanced. Okay. Nobody could speed him up. He's shooting over everybody. He played the same way yeah. now. Yeah, he was chill. Yeah. But it was an efficient, smooth, like quiet 20-something. Didn't even break a sweat. So, like, now I go back home, like, mama, I got to get better. Like, this shit's crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm they saying? Say it's real out here, huh? And, and uh, fast forward then, like I said, I transferred. Once I transferred, I'm like, yeah, I got to go somewhere I can be the man. So, once I transferred high school, I went to his transfer from Missouri to the school in Illinois. Okay. It's tiny-ass school called right over Marquette. The line. Right over the line. Another, another private school. Oh, okay. But this private school was, like, it. In Illinois. Okay. Um, it would be like somebody going from, like, transfer from UT yeah. to Assumption. Okay. To a smaller Assumption. Yeah. Though, and everybody is at this school for sports and academics. So just sports school, really. Yeah, yeah. 88 kids in my graduating class. We're playing 3A Illinois basketball. Hey. Yeah, so we're smaller than Rock Ridge. We're smaller than Sherrard. Smaller than um, Sterling. All those schools across the river up here. Yeah. By a lot, and we're in their class. We're in yeah. Rocky's class. We made oh. it farther than Rocky both years. That you know, what I'm saying we we're in the playoffs. We yeah. got to a sectional, okay, and we got to a super sectional. Hey, with 88 kids in our graduating class. Me and my man, it's Dion Lavender. Shout out Dion, man. That's my guy. Hey, uh, we get there instantly. They rocking with me. Boom. I'm like, all right, straight. So I'm like second option already as a junior. We killing. That year, my junior year, we ended up playing my mama's high school alma mater in the sectional. Dude, East we come St. back Louis. to mama again. East we St. back Louis. to mama again. East St. Louis. Craziest game I ever played in. Craziest game. My mama pull up to the game with an Alt Marquette shirt on. Right, my high school. Yeah. But wore an East Side St. Louis Letterman jacket to the game. <laughs> Bro, I swear to God. I swear to God. All my family and shit sitting on the East Side oh, section. Man. My mama, and remember, our student section is so small because we got 88 kids in our yeah. graduating class. It's like 300-some kids total. East St. Louis is huge. Got over 3,000 kids. Like, the whole gym is orange. Yeah. Look over to ours. Three Bro. rows of blue. Uh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's all right. We got smash. You got smash? Cousins talk shit about me for a minute. Went back right back to the gym. Senior year come around. Boom. Now I really got a buzz. I got... My first two offers, D2 offers, from Lindenwood University down in St. Louis okay. and Maryville. Okay. And then I got a whole bunch of JUCOs looking at me and shit like that. Had just got my first D1 look from University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. I was feeling myself. Yeah. Took a picture of it, posted it and shit. I was feeling myself. Got back <laughs> to that elite camp. Yeah. Had went to Mizzou um, camp that summer. Uh-huh. Uh, got to meet Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. Saw Phil Pressey Jr. workout. Okay. Um. Chris Middleton had came back and pooped with them a little bit. It was dope. It was dope. Yeah. Did that camp, did my thing. All that stuff built up to my senior year. So my senior year um, comes around, killing it, killing it. We end up going 26 and 5 in the regular season. Wow. Won a few tournaments, big tournaments, Christmas tournaments, Thanksgiving tournaments. We got a few first team all tournaments. Yeah. Now I'm getting some buzz. We played in the shootout, the Missouri Illinois shootout. Okay. At Chaffetz, where the Billikens play. Yeah. Uh, I ended up playing against this kid named Josh Robinson. Yeah. Who I played AAU with. Okay. 
Josh is leading the area in scoring. He averaged 33 a game. 33, huh? 33. My buddy Deion's averaging 25. Okay. So, like, two big scores playing against so this is And this is in the playoffs. Yeah. No, no, no. This is just in the shootout. Shootout? This was, like, the turning point okay. of my season right here. This was, like, the start of my rise. Yeah. And then quick fall right after. And I'm still hanging out with shitty motherfuckers. I'm still hanging out with my friends from across the river. Yeah, he's, I he's still with the brothers you know that ain't doing, I'm getting right? money, though. I'm yeah. getting money, though. Like, I'm getting money so at you, this time. So you out here in these streets. Selling, selling mics, selling whatever I can get my hands on, whatever. With my you hustler, huh? Literally going crazy. Like, it's like Batman at night, nigga, and I'm fucking whatever during the day. I'm at school, and then at nighttime, I'm not coming home. Right after the gym. I go drink, I go party, smoke, whatever. I'm fucking uh, off right now. Like, man. everything's going to my head, but I'm still handling business on the court. Yeah. And it's not really fucking with me like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Not yet. You're young. Right. So, this all going to come back to bite me in my ass. So, the night before we play in the shootout game, I'm drunk, high as hell, hungover. Next morning, we wake up. It's snowing. Ugly game. We got to drive downtown St. Louis to shape this and shit. And the more, everything was just off. Everything's just off. I know it's the biggest game. Damn, they're one of the bigger games of the year. You know what I'm saying? Um, we're playing a big college, a big prep, college prep school from across the river and shit like that. Um, SLU would be there because we're playing on SLU campus at Chaffetz. Okay. You know what I'm saying? A whole bunch of D1 schools going to be there. Big ass shootout. Yeah. Uh, we're the first game of the day. Get there, foul out. Dude get his average on me, 33. Mm. I had like six points, played like shit, drunk, high, hungover, all that shit. Hey. Me in my ass. My homie Dion, though, take full advantage of the opportunity. Kill. Drops 53 in front of all these D1 coaches. I remember, I had six fouled out. Dude dropped 33 on me and shit like that. Because you high and drunk. Pissed, yeah. Just not handling business, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, fuck it. I'm going to be going to that game tomorrow. We're playing Shafers. I'm going to be turning anyway, adrenaline, whatever. Wrong. Can't be. Can't Play do like all ass. that. I think I end up, I had like six points, hella turnovers. Uh, just... Awful, awful. Mama chewed me out on the way home. Uh, all that type of have shit. It, all type of shit. On the bus ride from Schaefer's back to the high school, my uh-huh. boy, my buddy Dion, who dropped 53 <laughs> this game, yeah. he gets five D1 offers on the way home. Ah, uh, you sick. West Virginia, SLU, SIUC, um, UAB, Valpo. Like, he got hella offers right away. Hella off. Colgate, like, hella offers nationwide off 53 because he just killed it for his college prep. So, I'm yeah. sick. I'm sick. Mm. I'm sick. Uh, pick my game up for the rest of the season. I'm still out here. Still out here getting to it. Yeah. Selling the mics, selling drugs, whatever, partying all the damn time. Worry about females, all type of shit. Get it but, in. Yeah, but I'm still trying to find a way to get to the school early, get shots up and shit like that. Um, and that takes me into the playoffs. We're losing the super sexual, super sexual championship to Marion, my senior year, and I was sick to my stomach because I thought we had a chance to get down there to state in Illinois. Yeah. Like even as a tiny ass three A school, get into state. Eighty eight people in your graduating class, three hundred something people in your school. Three uh-huh. A, that's yeah. huge. Yeah, it is. That's huge. We would have ended up playing Jalen Brunson and them. Yep. Stevenson. Ooh, do you know if you want? That, I watched Jalen Brunson that year. Been, he he gave nice. somebody. He gave. Uh, he gave somebody sixty down 60. there. That State. was. Uh, who was that? That wasn't Simeon, was? No, I think it was no. like Whitney Young. 
You and Wendy Young. Young. Because old boy coached there. They had Okafer, Cliff Alexander, Mm -hmm. Paul White. So we're looking at these dudes like, all right, we're going to go up here and kill. We had three three D1 players on our our team that senior year. We had me, my boy Dion, my homie Max Gopal, who ended up playing D1 baseball instead. Yeah. Who was just a shooter. Um, we had a D2 soccer player on our team, our starting point guard, who I would go back and forth guard with. His name Steve Peterball, super athletic. And then we had a freshman big who was like 6'7", end up playing uh, D2 basketball wow. in St. Louis. So, like, we, we was there. We yeah. were decent. Yeah. We was decent. But like I said, played Marion uh, in the super sectional, lost. Season over, I'm sick to my stomach. Now I'm thinking about what I'm going to do. I got these D2 offers and shit like that. So now, before anything, before anything happens right at the season, we start getting hit up. Our coach have all these visits for these colleges come talk to us during school and shit yeah. like that. Yeah. All right, we back. We back. Cut off a little bit, but we back so he can finish telling us about his story in high school, how he got saved by his assistant coach. So let's get this in. Let's finish that. What now? How did he save? So, um, uh. At school, Slu comes and talks to Dion, because Dion's geeking this day. He's like, I'm finna talk to Slu. Like, they finna offer me. They finna offer. They finna offer, offer. Like, I'm finna finally get it. They told me they want to offer me on the phone yeah. after that game. But they ain't told me in person. They ain't offered. Yeah. So I get a call down from the from school out of class. They're like, Jordan Harris, come to the office. I go into the office. It's Dion and his dad, Coach Lavender, and the Slu and the Slu coach. And I'm like, Yo, what's up? And Slu coach introduced himself. He's like, uh, coach here, vouch for you, said pretty much if we offer Dion, we got to offer you too or hold, or hold a spot over for you too. Uh, Says okay. you got potential to be a good player. I'm like, yeah, thank you for asking. Ooh. I'm like, yeah, that's cool, whatever. He's like, well, we want to offer you a preferred walk-on spot with a chance to get a scholarship by the time you're a sophomore. Okay. Right? We're out of scholarships when we offer Dion, but we'll get you one too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, like, I look at Dion. I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. Like, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? And Deion's like, uh, I don't know right now. I got other opportunities, whatever. Woo-woo. And just trying to be cool and shit, you know what I'm saying? Playing hard to get and shit. And so dude says, thank you, whatever. We'll be in touch. Woo-woo. So now I got that in my back pocket. I'm like, damn, Deion, good look. Thank Coach, Coach, Coach Lavender, his dad and shit. Yeah. Um, had a good day at school after that. Then I'm like, I got to stop what I'm doing after school. Okay. I got to stop what I'm doing at this point now. Because I'm like. So it woke you up like, a little bit. It's time to grind. It's time to grind. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, if these motherfuckers really think I can go play D1 basketball, why won't I try? Yeah. Last thing I want to do is stay at the crib and play for a D2. Well, I can stay at the crib and play for a D1. I can yeah. play for Sloop. You know what I'm saying? So then another week go by. Now, Sloop, is, that's St. Louis, right? St. Louis University yeah. of Billikens. Yeah. Um, so another week go by. Now, SIUC comes to the school, talk to Dion. I called in the office, same exact thing. Yeah. Um, but SIUC is like, no, nah, if we offer Dion, we're going to offer you too. So they offer both of us. Boom. Now I got Southern Illinois University Carbondale. Yeah. First D1 offer. First D1 offer. Yeah. Feeling myself. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm taking that no matter what. I don't care yeah. about it. if I go down there and I don't play at all. D1 Hooper. Yeah. Not thinking about shit else. I ain't even visited the campus. Yeah. None of that. None of that. Ah, oh, man. So now, uh, school is over with. It's May. Going yeah. over into June. Two weeks into the summer, I get arrested. What? Ah, oh, Quick. Man. Boom. Got in a fight over a little girl. Yeah. Me and my homies. Uh, me and my homie Christian, RP, my yeah. best friend who I would do everything with after school. Yeah. Everything with. Whatever we sell. Whatever we can get our hands on. Fucking with these two girls, 
homeboys pull up, uh, like put fucking our bitches type shit. Just young nigga shit, just stupid. I end up getting to a fight in this big ass fight in this middle of this apartment complex. My first car to cops. I get a, I get arrested for uh, disturbing the peace. Okay. And shit like that. So you and, was wild and man. a little soap. You know what I'm saying? But it was like me and my homie Christopher. It's like six niggas. Like, these niggas pulled up deep. Like we lo- we low key out there getting our ass beat. The yeah. cops kind of stopped it because it was a lot of screaming going on shit for, for about a minute or two, and then it was over with. You know what I'm saying? End up in jail. Yeah. Uh, yeah, jail. Hey, you coach, come get me from jail. Yeah. I didn't call my mom. I didn't call my mom. I didn't want to piss her off. It's early in the morning. It's like six. So, hey, you morning. coach, come get you. Hey, you coach, come oh, get me. Oh man. Check me quick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta get this shit under the control, boy. What the fuck is wrong with you? You're tripping. Yeah. Don't let none of them schools find out. Like you barely got those offers. You got those offers off somebody else. Yeah. You didn't get those offers off you for real. You could have, but yeah. you, you shit the bed. You fucked it. Like. Yeah. You done fucked off a few opportunities now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't play well in the game. We got eliminated in the playoffs. Yeah. I didn't play well in the big shootout where all the D1 coaches came. Man. And now I got arrested. I'm like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers don't talk to me about showing up high to practices and open gyms and all mm. type of shit, showing up to workouts high and shit, like all type of shit. And I'm just not listening. I'm like, yeah. Hey, whatever. I'm going to get to where I need to go regardless. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Two weeks after that, I'm with the same dude, my homie. I get arrested again. Dang. This time we got caught with a pound of weed. Ah, uh, you was out and here good. And a Gucci bag. Mm-hmm. Right? In the neighborhood. And we're riding around in a BMW. Well, in, you know in, that's in, bad. In a, neighbor, in a neighborhood we're not supposed to be in. People get a call. The police get a call from these white folks in the neighborhood saying that it's a group of black kids in the neighborhood. And there's been a whole bunch of broken cars and stuff like that. That's what the cops said when they pull up. Yeah. So when the cops got called, they instantly thought that we was the ones breaking in cars. We in a BMW and shit. Yeah. Nice clothes. Behind, fucking with some girls outside their crib. Shit like that. Parents not home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they pull up, search the car and shit, find the weed. Find hella bread in the car and shit like that. Hella cash. Took like my little petty, little $700, $800 I had in my pocket. Took my homie like a little twelve hundred. He had it in his pocket. So now we ain't got no bell lane. Call my AU coach again. 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 He ain't leave you in. He ain't leave in. He came and got me again. Oh, man. Again. Shout out Coach Gabe, man. That's my dog. Yeah. Come get me. Uh, check me hella hard. Woo woo. All that shit. Yeah. And remember, nobody knew I got arrested first time. Second time I get arrested though. Everybody finds out. School. Ah, oh, man. Uh, SLU. S-I-U-C. Yeah. Everybody. So they started, they started taking the scholarship they away? It. They pulled Both of them pulled it. Yeah. Cool. Like, we already was fucking with you off the box with somebody else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Taking it. Yeah. Taking it. I mean, we're not, he, what he said is not cool. But Dion get to keep his shit. So Dion ended up going to S-I-U-C. Okay. So now it's like July. Um, school start in a month. I'm like, if I stay, my mom's like, you're not, if you stay here, you either join the military or, you know what I'm saying, or you getting a job. Yeah. But like at this point, I'm like, bro, I've been arrested twice. Like, fuck it, I'm in this shit now. Like, I might as well just stay here and keep doing what I'm doing. My mom right. kicked me out. I'm making good money for myself and shit anyway. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking like an idiot, 18 years old. Little did I know, a dude up at Ambrose where I ended up going to school at, uh-huh. worked in the front office. Or uh, the dude, he worked. He graduated from my high school from All Marquette, worked in the front office at Ambrose. Okay. Text my phone randomly, like, yo, Jordan Woo Woo, I'm such and such. I see you're an unsigned senior. 
I know you got potential. I'm like a Marquette super fan when it comes to basketball and stuff like that. Um, why aren't you signing? Like, why aren't you going to school? And I explained him the situation, stuff like that. And he's like, well, look, we got freshman orientation coming up in two days. If you can find a way up here, uh, get up here. Yeah. Get up here. I'll put you in front of our head coach and stuff like that, basketball coach, and we'll try to get you here. Okay. And I'm like, huh. St. Ambrose. Like, where the fuck is that? Look it up. I'm like, NAIA. Iowa. Uh, you ain't trying to come like, no damn Iowa. What? But little did I know, this is all God, bro. I kid you not. Kid you not. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not gonna go out there, bro. I done blew off the D two schools and shit. Now I'm like, I'm not even gonna hoop now. Like yeah. it's over with. I don't want to hoop at a D two school at the crib. I could have hooped at a D one. It don't make sense. Yeah. Don't make sense. And then I thought about going to JUCO. Uh, Lincoln College was calling me. Yeah. Um, Lincoln College and Peoria was calling me. And then uh, had another JUCO. Uh, I don't even fucking remember who fucked in Parkland, Parkland, okay. Springfield. Yeah, I've heard um, of Parkland. Green and Yellow, the Cobras and shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm fucking with those two. And I find a ride up here to Ambrose. One of my buddies who I graduated with. Yeah. Uh, my buddy David Drysdale. He dry. He lets me ride up here to Ambrose with him. He's coming up here to Ambrose for football. Okay. I played football my senior year at that high school too. And I killed that shit. I was all state wide receiver, all type of shit. So when they brought you here, did they bring you for football and basketball? Did they find out? So they gave you a scholarship. Did you try to play football? So when I got there, when I got there, I ended up meeting the two best friends I ever had, right? Yeah. In college, my buddy Chase, my buddy Matt. And I had a time in my life, met the basketball coach and shit like that. I'm like, come up here and kill. You know what? I'm going to try it. Just give it a shot. Yeah. Um, so I needed some more money to get here. So they're like, well, know that you play football. I played one year high school football, all state. Set a record for touchdowns, receptions, yards in the season, all that shit. Because okay. I was still nice at that shit. Like growing up, yeah. taller, faster, coordinated, all that shit. I was nice at it. I just never worked at it for real. Right. Um, so they're like, well, we know you play football. Go ahead and give you a football and basketball scholarship. Now I paid for it. You know what I'm saying? Basically, the only thing I had to pay for was meal plan, uh, books, in my room and board. Everything else was paid for. Classes, um, out-of-state shit, all that shit was paid for. Um, so I wasn't paying much because they can't offer you full rides over there anyways. They, you sure they can't? They, they do what they, they want to do they over can't. there, though. They, they do what they want, but they take me <laughs> they can't, yeah, that They gave me the closest thing they could to a full ride. Okay. So, But it wasn't much. It yeah. wasn't much. It was okay. like 1400 a year or something yeah. like that. Not a lot. That's basically why I was paying to go to private school back at the crib. Okay. Not a lot. Um I get out here, yeah. Play football, I didn't fuck with it. Play like six, seven games my first year of basketball because football ended hella late. Yeah. So it really wasn't shit like that for real. Um, fast forward my sophomore year, turn my ACL, oh, fresh man. out of an open gym, straight to football practice, turn my ACL and shit, and then forever my life just changed. Changed, huh? So you, changed. so then after that you didn't play basketball in college more or then, football. Nope. Nope. So what'd you do then? Nope. You ain't turn back to the streets, did you? No, no, no. So I freaking uh, ultimately. Well, once I when I first got out here, I was serving. I yeah. Got to it right away. I would go home, pick whatever I could up, bring it back out here. I was booming. Yeah. Making my bread that way and shit. And then uh, as soon as I tore my ACL, I'm like, I'm finna go home. Like, just get back to it again. Like, yeah. Why wouldn't I? You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be out here in the middle of Iowa. I was miserable. The basketball team, we was we were shitty that year anyways, my sophomore year. He kicked off, like, three black people already. So I'm, like, already thinking Ray's on dirt with everybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right. So Ray calls me into his office. He's like, no, nah, you're, you're a good young man. 
Um, you got potential, woo, woo. I don't know what he saw in me and shit like that, but he's like, just stick around, coach. We can get you a job over there beyond the baseline. You know what I'm saying? You can do your internship over there, work over there for free. Hopefully, he give you a job, Gary Thrap and shit like that. Yeah, okay. And uh, that summer, 2015, I started working at Beyond the Baseline on crutches, coaching, on crutches, coaching, coaching and training on crutches. Okay. And... Uh, Trained with a few of my homies from Ambrose. I was on crutches. Just got them a little bit better and shit like that. And I just found out I had a knack for that shit. And didn't look back. And then just started coaching. So, yeah. so you told us your whole damn life story. That's good. Now, from here, from there, how did you get to coaching at the college now? I would say connections and just work. Yeah. Work staying in Because how old are you? 26. So you're 26, and now you're assistant coach at uh, August. Assistant head coach. Assistant head coach. Right, 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 okay, right, he's right, assistant right, head coach. Right, we, we player want, development coach. We don't want to mess up his little status. We don't want to mess his hey, status. Program up, director. You so, know. Hey, so he does, he's, he's doing a lot with basketball. But 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 at that young age, what he's doing, uh, but what you did do, I see, is uh, you turned your life around from being in the streets. Yeah. You know. You know, you're not in the streets anymore. You're doing good stuff. So-called not in the streets. He's in the streets with some of his own. <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. So-called not in the streets. Hell He's in the streets no. hanging with some of his partners and stuff, Hell you know. No. But the man the man is doing good. Uh, so at the college, what are, what do you do at the college? What is your job? I know you do the training. Uh, so do you do that every day? Not you- so much anymore. Um, just because I got head of recruiting over there. Yeah. Um, Player development coach over there, so I work out the girls that I get pretty much all day, whenever they want to get in, and then a lot of assistant coaching duties. So like just backseat stuff, scheduling. So are you um, just coaching, or are you doing other work in the school? Doing other work in the school too, and then I work in compliance too. Okay. That's what makes my job full time. Okay. Over there, so um, in compliance, I gotta basically you just make you just running eligibility checks. Yeah. Checking grades over athletes and stuff like that. Yeah. And then uh You do men and women, you do all the athletes or you just Sometimes do, I get I get a just few do your boys. Team. A few boys, but mainly the girls over there right now. Okay. Um and then with the compliance stuff, like I said, you just checking over eligibility and shit uh, like that. That's just you sweet. got a cake job. That shit's easy. Yeah. That, shit's easy. that shit takes me like an hour a day to check. Yeah. Everything else is just all basketball after that though. Okay. And okay. checking in with my recruits and Getting them visit campus. Well, well like then that. after that season over, you'll be going out seeing schools traveling too, right? right. Going to tournaments or whatever. So yeah. yeah, you'll be busy. That's busy too. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's so busy. But I'm gonna I'm gonna try to knock out uh two birds with one stone. So you know I got the AAU coaching stuff anyways. So yeah. while I'm on the road at these AAU tournaments, that's where I do my recruiting yeah. at. Okay, yeah. So while we playing, I'm going to be recruiting. Yeah, for so illegal. Yeah. Illegal. Never, that's not illegal, Mike. <laughs> hey, relax. Illegal, people. Relax. You're the last thing. <laughs> 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 can't say that, man. Oh, man. You can't oh, say that, Oh, man, these dudes, man. You can't say that, These dudes are something out here in this coach world. I'm telling you. I tell you, boy. <laughs> But uh, I ain't the only one. The rules is different. Yeah, the rules is different from there. And Division One is yeah. very different. It's yeah. not the same. So I want people to think that. I'm just messing with them. But yeah, so, so man, uh, 
has this changed your life or what you think of uh I think so. You know, you know, from plump playing, because you still play, you play a lot now, you know, and stuff and then training and stuff too. So, you know, what do you teach in your training? What type of skills do you teach those women to, to do on the court? What do you teach? Well, you know, when I train when I train and I coach boys, I just teach those boys how to play the right way. Yeah. Like a lot of boys they just wanna see what do what they see on these highlights. Cross, 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 step back, all that shit. Yeah. So basically just teach them how to play the game the right way. Yeah. Fundamentals, um, jump stops, step throughs, pivots, catch and shoot, rip throughs, one dribble pull ups. And then every now and then we sprinkle in the Euro steps and all that extra stuff too. So you don't but, even go into all that stuff. I just want to teach this, the kids in general. Yeah. Get really good at what you're going to do most of the time. In the game. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Get yeah. really good at doing that, what you're going to do most of the time. Yeah. Catch and shoot, rip, finish at the rim, and all your finishes are not going to be playing Jane. So, yeah, we got to work in the Euro steps and the reverses yeah. and the step throughs and the jump stops, stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, in my experience as a basketball player, from how my mom trained me and stuff like that, yeah, I got really good at a young age. Yeah, at catch and shoot. Yeah, handling pressure. Yeah, and finishing at the rim. Okay, those three things, yeah. and it got me. I was better than everybody else my age off those three things alone. Yeah, the IQ gonna come as the more you play basketball. The more you play, you start understanding. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. the pace of the game, all that stuff. The more you play live games, the more that all that extra pace. IQ, that stuff will come. Well, they always say that the best thing to teaching is playing in games yeah. because now you can see if your moves work. You right. can see if uh, you can read how to get open. Right. You know, you see how to play D on certain right. people. So you can't take that game experience right. away. Or it just they always say the best one of the best places to play was always going to the neighborhood, yeah. the hoods, and yeah. because you're gonna play against dudes that was bad. We had practice in front of my crib. Because I was the only kid in the neighborhood with a hoop. Yeah. So my mom would hold our practice at the crib when we were in like fourth, fifth grade oh, in the driveway. Man. Yeah, my shout out to mama. She driveway. was doing it. Mama was doing it. That's driveway. old school. She was doing it. She was doing it. In the driveway. It. And yeah. that's how we started playing. Because we would, we would be outside shooting and fucking around. My mom like, y'all not finna be shooting on this $100, $200 hoop I got my son for Christmas if y'all working on bullshit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We out there fucking around. So she started coming out there killing us. You know what I'm saying? Shooting and doing yeah. all that. So she started giving lessons in the driveway. Uh, lessons turned into one-on-one games. One-on-one games turned to three-on-three. Now we got more kids three-on-three turning to five-on-five. And uh, now we start having full-fledged practice. Next thing you know, she's like, do y'all want to play in the tournament this weekend? Now we in tournaments and shit. And it, it just kept going. Started, it just uh, kept going. That's so what's up. That's we just definitely up. got it out the mud, man. That's it was tough. Up. It was tough. Yeah. And I ain't never really thought about it that way. Like, talking to you just made me kind of reflect on it, but... Yeah, it definitely got it out the mud, man. That shit was crazy. Yeah. Because it definitely slowly and went from. shout out to mom for raising you by herself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A, yeah. A young black man that's out here and, you know, she working to support you. And then, you know, while she doing her thing, you out here doing your thing. And she trying to hold you down and keep you but on the right track. She couldn't. She has no way. She wasn't there. There's no she way. She there as much as she could be, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's working two jobs, nurse, yeah. and then be a, uh, she would do, like, the travel nurse's stuff in the evening. Oh, uh, okay. Once I got, like, 15, 16. Yeah. Uh, where she would work at the hospital, and she would go work with her, like, private clients around St. Louis, like, travel and okay. do the nursing stuff. At so she, she, stuff she like trying that. to make the money to take care of you. You know what I'm saying? You out here making your well, own I would money. go, I would be at, like, grandma house. Okay. And I always tell people, like, my mama's, like, I'm, me and my mom close, 
But that's grandma like, was like, your mama. Yeah, that's like my mama, like my sister, yeah. like big sister for yeah. real. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I got grown. I felt like I was grown at a young age. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Talking, talking crazy to my mama, all type of shit. But when I was around my grandma, I can't treat my grandma like that. Like, yeah. That's that's my OG. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Uh, and then grandma can't keep a hold on me. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, you out here just I'm running. Gone. But see, that, that's where we got to understand that um, that strong males come in right. perspective because we we got a lot of black women out here raising these kids by themselves. Right. You know, and um, and, and then you don't have, you know, the, the males that come in either a coach or right. a, friend, a friend or a role model and stuff. Right. And if you do have that, in your life, then you are basically blessed because we see it in this area that we in now. You know, you don't have a lot of uh, father figures that's doing it. And you see those kids that don't have that. A lot of them right. just fall by the wayside, you know, and stuff. So what you got, you got blessed to get ahead, you know, of that and stuff by what you did and your, uh, well, starting with your your, uh, your boys coaching high, your boys dad in high school, yeah. then your AAU coach, and yeah. then. Certain people was well, looking after out for practice. Me. I would be with my coaches. Like that's See? what I would be with until my mom could pick me up. See, yeah, you know. What so saying? they would. If, if they I was going home that day, or I would just have my coach drop me off at my granny crib. You so know they would. They were the real role model for, for males in your yeah. life. Yeah, but they and, still and, had their own family. And even I'm a coach now and stuff like that. And when I see my boys and girls, you gotta think you really not with them. No, as much as you, as much as you can, or as much as you. You're with these kids probably like three hours out the week. Mm-hmm. Like right now for Shockers, we practice three hours a week. Yeah. When I train, it's for an hour. Okay. And I normally tell all my clients, if you if you want your child to get better, they gotta come see me at least twice. Yeah. At least minimum is twice a week for an hour. That's only two hours out the week. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a long. That's not a big amount of time to mentor, to nope. teach, to to show them the right way. No. So you get two hours a week with somebody to try to change their life. That's hard. Yeah. That's hard. Well, I always tell kids that I train that um, this is not enough time for you even to become a basketball player. For real. All I'm showing you is the skills and putting them in your life so you can go home and work, work on them. On. So now when you come back, I can show you more. Right. But most kids don't do it. Right. You know, um, I got one young man I work with. Um, Dude look like, man, when I first got with him. Name drop Name drop Hey, name he ain't ready. Name he drop. young. He young. <laughs> he, he couldn't even, uh, he, he, you know, his game was off. He didn't play ball. So I started having him do medicine balls, do push-ups after all. I always make my kids do push-ups and sit-ups after they work out. Hey, regardless, I don't care what it is. You do push-ups. Unless you came to me and you was already tired and you did something. But rather than that, I make you do it. This young man took it. It went bomb. Medicine ball. He went, he do push-ups every day. And I can see his body changing. I can see him changing. His handles is getting better. His dribbling is getting better. His shooting is getting better. And he's taking what I take him. And I'm 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 really picturing if he keeps doing this by the time he, he ain't even in high school. He just in, I think it's sixth or seventh wow. grade. So by the time he gets to high school, he keeps doing this stuff, man, he can he gonna be really damn good. He gonna be really good because he t- I watch him play against the other kids and you can see him. By the push-ups he's doing, he just moving them out the way. Right. Like, they ain't nothing. But they skill sets is better right now. But you can see it's coming. Right. It's coming. So, you know, like you said, man, what you teaching these kids is some good stuff, getting them on the right track. You uh, you coaching it. You, you moving up in the coaching range for a couple of years. You might be the head coach over there. It depends on what the coach do. You know, you just don't we'll know. See. You know, you stay on the right track. Or you might leave and go somewhere else. Now you in the door. Right. You know, and that's what it takes and stuff, man. So, 
Shit, man, I got to say, man, I'm proud of any young brother that's doing Appreciate good stuff out here. You know, I know I get you in the gym and beat you up Hell and, and, and no. kill you, Hell kill you, no. son. You know, hey, like, hey, I'm going to let your mama know. I'm going to let your mama, let your mama know. I do him like you used to do him. I do him like you used to do him. I be killing him. So, you know. He's don't, 47. Don't think, don't think, I ain't 47. He's 47. I ain't 47 yet. That ain't until later. But I, uh. I be doing them like you doing, man. I be teaching them some lessons, though. So his lessons ain't stopped yet. His lessons ain't stopped yet. And shout out my mama, too, man. A lot of the drills I get from my mama. Oh, hey, you know what I'm hey, saying? Hey, Shout hey. out Nick McFarland too. Between Nick McFarland and my mama, man, I stole a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's what it is. You see some drills that can yeah. work and help some kids. Yeah. You put it with that. But those two for sure. Yeah. Between those two right there, man, I got drills for days. Yeah. Drills for days. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I think that uh, man, you on the right track. Keep doing what you're doing, man. You know, keep coaching and, uh, sure. you know, working at the AAU program and stuff. Uh, the Shockers, you know what I'm saying? And I think you'll be all right, man. You just get on that right track, you know, yeah. and stuff. And sometimes you have to realize out here that, you know, you see somebody else going left. You try to talk to them, but if they ain't going to come with you, you just got to right. keep going right. But the thing is with me, though, I felt like it was so many times where I got wake up calls and I just ignored them so like mm-hmm. to like any young person that's like listen to this or like anybody that hear this shit like when you see a red flag yeah first chance I got like four or five opportunities you know what I'm saying yeah. that, that that basically told me no stop no stop and motherfuckers kept giving me a chance over and over and over again yeah you know what I mean you can't give up you can't stop like, yeah that you, shit gonna turn around eventually so you had that devil whether, on your shoulder whether whether you mentoring somebody or you're the one getting mentored bro mm-hmm. like what's meant for you is gonna happen you know what I'm saying like that that leaf gonna turn over oh yeah eventually it may take something traumatic it may take a death it may take uh you getting arrested, may take you tearing your ACL. Yeah. It may take, you know what I'm saying? Anything. Anything. Yeah. You moving far away from the crib and your crib getting raided, whatever it may be. Yeah. But Man. something's gonna flip that leaf. You know what I'm saying? Man. Yeah. Like it took me about five or six times tearing my ACL, getting in trouble, getting arrested, scholarships being lost, all that, all of that. It took all to, that just all to that. get you to to start paying attention. Pay attention. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. They say a hard head, make it soft behind, man. For sure. You know, um For sure. But now it, every time I get to a bad situation, yeah. I learn from that shit right away. You turn, huh? You go, like, I, yeah. I, I ain't I'm doing cool, that. Man. I'm cool. I'm cool. I, I, I'm, I'm good. Cool. Oh, I, hey, you what you doing over there? I'm All cool. right, brother. I'm cool. I'll see you later. You do you cool. do that on your own. Cool. But see, that but that's what it takes, man. It takes some time, you know what I'm saying? You keep up your head when you got those flags and you know not really paying attention but once again you know that could come from you know not having that that, that father figure there too to say hey boy and all of my like all of my uncles my mom and my dad so every single one of my mom's brothers every single one of my dad's brothers did time in, in prison so like multiple years in prison so you came trips. up in an environment like you know that what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going, when I would go to Charlotte to go visit my dad's side of their family you know what I'm saying cocaine uh Pit bull fighters, like that's that side of the family. You know what I'm saying? Uh, low riders and shit riding on big rims. Hey man, hey man, hey, don't don't tell us all this you know stuff your saying? family doing, man. You know get on saying? here, don't, like, get on. Like, like, don't, it, hey, it hey, hey, we're gonna it erase was... this because these brothers got on here and start snitching. We gonna cut this. 
We gonna cut this out. I'm about to start snitching. We better start telling on people, man. Ain't nobody snitching. Hey, man, we good. I my life. Nah, nah. Stop it. But look, but look though, like when you grow up around that stuff, that's all you really want to do. Yeah. And growing up in a big city, you think you you see the money, you like shit. I want this. Everybody do. Yeah. Everybody want this. Plus, when you're 14, 15, 16, 17 years old. It seemed way better than what you're doing now. It seemed once you get your hands on your first piece of change, and you can go buy yourself some shoes, mm-hmm. or you can go buy yourself some clothes, yeah, or you can afford to put gas in your big homie car so he can take you somewhere, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Your outlook on everything changes, huh? Change. I ain't gotta ask mama for nothing no more. Yeah. Matter of fact, if mama gets in trouble, I can help her. You know, that's how you feel. Yeah. So, like, and I know a lot of kids around here run into the same shit. So, like, yeah. when I get these kids in the gym, I, I want them to remember how fun. Like, my workouts are are hard, really hard. They push kids and kids throw up, all type of shit, say they don't want to come back, all type of stuff. Yeah. But I want them to understand how much fun you can really have. Right. Playing basketball and getting better from it. Right. Like, this hour could be the best hour of your week. Yeah. If you let it. Yeah. If you don't get frustrated when you miss a shot during the drill and you just embrace yourself getting better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times, sometimes I have my kids end with makes in a row. Yeah. So, like, during the course of a workout, we'll work on a new skill or yeah. a pull-up or a jumper or something like that. Yeah. Or a type of pickup into a jumper or something like that or footwork. And then at the end, I'll go, okay, now do what we just worked on. And you can't leave it till you make 10 in a row from each spot. Wow. You know wow. what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's yeah. the hardest part. So oh, yeah. now your hour session may turn around. You might have to tell mama, look, I got to finish this. Like, you see some kids, I got to finish this, mama. I got to finish And the mom's like, damn, like, he's really pushing himself. And some kids are like, oh, my hour's up. I got to go. Well, he's not going to be a player. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He don't want it. I'm asking you to make 50 extra shots. Got to make them 10 in a row. You know what I'm saying? It's really that shit turns into like 100, 200 sometimes. Yeah, because they get yeah. the 8 or 9 miss. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I might have them do it close, and they still might miss. If yeah. it's 10 form shots from each spot yeah. in a row. Man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, I want you, I want the kids to leave and know that, like, basketball can be extremely fun if you just embrace on getting better. Focus on that. Don't yeah. focus on how hard it is to get better because it's hard. Yes. It's hard. It's not easy. It's not easy and it takes a lot of time. Yeah. Just like with everything else. You know what I'm saying? Put your two cents in. They call it your daily deposits. Yeah. Put that shit in there every day. And by the time that shit's over with, you'll mm. be happy. Yeah, you know that's good. Saying? That's real good, man. And well, I'm glad you ha- I had you on the show. Make sure all this stuff is set. I know you might hear some people in the background and stuff. Two yeah, old I'm ladies at the front desk. People out. Mark was over here farting. Mike was back here farting and shit, too. There you go. There you go, line. I told you. What I tell y'all, my, hey, mama, I know you ain't raised no snitch. So, you know, <laughs> we go uh, keep it straight. You we glad, to, glad to have uh, have him on the uh, podcast. And uh, and I know you're proud of him. We proud of him. I'm proud of him to see a young black man out here doing stuff in the coaching ranks. The people don't understand to get in as a black man coaching is hard. Right. It's real hard and stuff with uh that stuff. So for you to do it, man, that's good. So keep up the good work, bro. And uh once again we'll uh, enjoy having you on here. We'll probably have you back on here to do some more stuff. Appreciate it. All right. man, I gotta get back up here with Wash, man. Man. Oh man, don't get started on with Wash. We're not bringing Wash back on the show. Hey Tim, hey, Tim, Tim, huh? Tim, don't worry about Wash, man. I, hey, I, hey, I, hey, I, 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 I hey, hey, let me put this on the podcast. It's Jordan got on here. Light work, Tim. 
Hey, I'll hey, Tim handled his business against Wash. Tim and Wash played. I'm putting this on here now. Tim and Wash played. I said it was even. Wash didn't like that. But Tim was a, I seen an aggression out of Tim that I ain't seen. Tim been working out. So Tim bought that Michigan out. So when Wash hear this, he's going to be excited. He's going to be working harder. I hope you start running three or four miles a day, Wash. Matter of fact, why don't you run to your job where you work and run back home? Now, I'm saying that, Wash. So this is me. You know who I am. You know how to find me. Oh. So call me. Oh, man. So I wanted to get that out there. I can't wait to see y'all play against each other again. All right? So, yeah, once again, speak your mind. Your boy, Michael Halley. Talk to you later. Peace.